Welcome to the Anagamers Podcast. This is episode number 47, recorded Monday, June 16th, 2014. I'm your host, Evan Minto, also known as Vamptvo, and I am the editor-in-chief of Anagamers.com, and today I have a super special guest. This is Mitch Dyer. Uh, if you've heard some previous episodes of the Anagamers Podcast, you may recognize him as uh, an early co-host of the podcast. He's also an editor at IGN and does a whole bunch of other video game-related things on the internet. Say hello, Mitch. Hi, I'm so happy to be here at almost one year of Andy Gamers Podcasts. One year of <laughs> well, weekly yeah. podcasts. One year worth of weekly podcasts. Yes, yeah, so actually, um, the podcast has been going for almost, uh, or around, around six years now. Um, that's a no-joke amount of time. Yeah, well, it's time. Just time. <laughs> that's the only thing that's a no-joke. And actually, ten years of the blog, which, by the way, you should go to AnnieGamers.com and check out our stuff about that. We did a, did a contest about it. I just put up a list of our top 10 posts. I have air quotes in there that you air can't quotes. see. Top 10. Because uh, we can't really pick the top 10. There's no no measure of the no. top 10. But here are 10 articles we did. Yeah, here are 10 things that we kind of liked. There's one from you, actually. I forgot awesome. to mention. Uh, we included your uh, Moo, your MW. Okay, man, I have article. literally no memory of writing that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to you about it, and you were like, I don't know. Did I, well, I mean, review just, that at some point? Yeah, you were, just, you were just reading it now, and you're describing things back to me, and I'm like, is that... I think I should just reread this. Yeah, it's really good. I have it. Yeah, so I figured, you know, with, with 10 years of, of Annie Gamers, might as well bring back uh, a podcast classic. <laughs> and we're going to actually finally talk about video games oh again God. on this podcast with uh, someone who never, ever has anime to talk about. Still, to this day, Mitch has no anime to talk about. We've had, I've had Kill a Kill to watch in this home for how long? Since I moved Since here. Moved in. Attack on Titans. We live together now. Like. We are roommates. Yeah. Evan has things in here that let me watch any anime I want to. Legally. And he doesn't do it. And I don't do it. I don't have a reason why. You can watch Kill La Kill on... At any time. On Netflix and on Crunchyroll. You can watch Attack on Titan on Netflix. That's you too, listeners. <laughs> watch things on Crunchyroll, please. <laughs> So, you don't have any cartoons to talk about, I guess. I don't. I can't... Actually, I can't even honestly remember the last anime I watched. Okay. Film or otherwise. Like, normally it'd be like, oh, I rewatched Cowboy Bebop, or I watched Akira again. No idea. Literally no idea what the last Just like JoJo's, actually. We watched a little bit of JoJo's. Yeah, we watched some JoJo's. Point. I think I did watch one episode of Kill the Kill in here. Okay. You, I think you would start Oh, I had it on. Yeah, yeah, I think I watched the first episode. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, JoJo's is like the... I walk in and I'm like, I will watch this tonight. Kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it's this perfect thing to just walk in in the middle and go, is that like a Nazi with a robot arm? Hey, what's this bullshit? I'm gonna watch this. Yeah. So actually, what we're here to talk about is E3, which you are now dead as a result of. I am. I'm not even, I haven't worn pants in three days. Because I just, because uh, E3 destroyed all of your pants. They're gone. (laughs) They're just gone. I have no more pants. Uh, no, I just, I'm exhausted and incredibly lazy. I have no desire to do anything. I worked from home today because I it was just I woke up and was like, no, <laughs> no, there will be no office today. <laughs> I so you went to E three. I did. I did the the lamer thing. I just sat in my office and watched the press conferences on the internet. I kind of admire that though. Like I haven't been able to do that in six years. Yeah. I don't. I like. I don't know what that experience is like right now. Well, also you work at a video game office, so even if you watch them in the office, right, it'd be a very different experience. Exactly. I'd be like, oh shit, that's exclusive on Xbox One for a bit. Time to write that as news. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I miss, I miss that. I miss being able to like watch a conference and be like, oh my god, that's happening, and not have to do anything about it. <laughs> Right. Except buy it later? Yeah, I should, probably should have done something about it, considering I write for a website called Annie Gamers, yeah. but I still didn't write anything up. No, that's what we got this for. Yeah, so uh, I definitely, like, there were some games that I was interested in that, you know, I saw in the press conferences and stuff, but you do, you got to, like, kind of do hands-on. Yeah, I played stuff. a bunch, I interviewed a bunch of people before and after the show, or during the show, Christ, my brain is still broke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got hands-on, not as many things as you might expect, just because the show is, like, so busy that even in like mm. in the flurry of it all, you miss stuff. Like people announce things, and you're like, "What? Yeah, what is that? What's well, this I, game? Sounds and, awesome." And I'd imagine you guys are getting like assigned to different things, so you're not playing everything out there. You're playing right. what you have time. Yeah, for. Yeah, I would yeah. love to go. Like, hey, that Zelda Dynasty Warriors game looks dumb. I'd love to play that. Dumb is the right word Correct. for how that looks. Uh, but it's like, no, I'm gonna go play the Crytek MOBA for a half hour. Okay. I haven't I didn't hear about the Crytek mobile. Yeah. What is that? It's a it's called Arena of Fate. It is 
Why do all the MOBAs have like the worst those names. just generic names? They all sound like the same blank thing. Blank of blank. Yeah, exactly. Except Dota. Dota, yeah. Uh, no, blank like, of the blank. Come on. That's the same that's thing. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Dota 2 is actually not an acronym anymore. It's just a oh, word. Is it? This is awful. It's not even all people write it in all caps. And I'm like, it's not all caps. It's yeah. just a capital D now. That's really bad. Uh, but its whole premise is like mythological and historical figures. So it's like Nikola Tesla and Jack the Ripper and also Frankenstein's monster and oh, Cleopatra. What? And it's the dumbest. The game is okay. I'm done with this joke where it's like, what if Tesla <laughs> rode a dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. I'm done. No more. And he fought a space monster on the moon. It's now, terrible. What if we just played Gone Home every day for the rest of our lives? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So did you play Smash Brothers? I did. Smash Brothers is the thing I'm most excited about. So, wait, like, that, was it at the show? Like, in the conference or anything? Like, I know they revealed Mii Fighter. I don't know, you tell me. Oh, you, oh, in no, the, I played the press it. conference. I, mean, like, oh, I watched the digital event, but I don't remember it being there beyond, like... Smash Brothers was. Okay. Yeah, they announced a bunch of stuff. It was kind of like right, their... characters and stuff? The Mii Fighter? Uh, yeah, they definitely announced the Mii Fighter. I'm sure. uh, and they, I think they did, um... Oh, I don't remember her name. Starts with the P. The, the... Oh, yeah. Petaluma, whatever. Yeah. Petaluma. Yeah. <laughs> they announced Petaluma, the city in California. Uh, no, yeah, I know what you're talking the about. The Kid Icarus Princess. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm not, we're just so neither of those were playable when I played it on okay, yeah. Tuesday morning. Uh, I got to play Zero Suit Samus and Mac, Little Mac, and both of them are incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like, both of them kind of embody everything that I think is interesting about this game, which is it is significantly more violent than past Smash Brothers, and not like... There's blood and right. fatalities. It's and, not like gross or, or like mature or whatever, it's just... Hits seem to really land, and everything feels a lot more kinetic, so things, you know, like, especially with Little Mac, who is just this brute, who's very fast, he's got very tight, quick, hard hits, uh, and he hits you so hard that a lot of the time it feels like a smash hit, mm. where you go flying back, and you're like, that was just a normal punch, and he's got crazy combos and follow-up attacks, and he just flows together really nicely, he's gonna be... Like, I feel like he's going to be one of those dudes that gets played a lot in pro play. Hmm. On my expert opinion, yeah. as a professional grind Smash player. Uh, no. And uh, Zero Suit Samus, the same thing. Like, she's just got these really interesting, very physical moves that are, I don't know, they just feel heavy and, like, they, they yeah, really would hurt I, to I'm, be I'm, hit by. I'm not quite clear on, like, how, because I haven't really, like, it's I watched just, some clips, but I haven't played yeah. it or anything. Like, it's just, I don't know, like, the way they feel when they move feels yeah. just different and faster and more powerful okay. in general in a way that's hard to quantify. Yeah, like, like you, the, you said before, it was, like, not like they're just smacking each other. Around right, and, uh, yeah, like, they, people react to getting hit more, and the actual, like, physical consequence of that is that percentage raises a lot faster before mm. you can get smashed out. So matches are a lot faster now, or at least the demo they had was a lot faster, because you were taking what seemed like more damage more rapidly. Okay. So there were a lot more people getting smacked off screen. It was funny that you said that Little Mac will be played a lot in professional play because are we expecting the new Smash Brothers game to actually beat right. out Melee because everybody's obnoxious about yeah, Smash right. Brothers Melee? I mean, as somebody who is doesn't care about I that, don't care either. Like, yeah. I like watching professional Smash because it's like, oh, that guy did some cool stuff. Cool. But I could never explain any difference between any of them except, well, this one's got Cartoon Link yeah, and exactly. then the one's got Little Mac from the boxing game I like. So, I have a I have a pretty simple measurement of how much I like a Smash Brothers game. Yeah. And it's it's just the number of characters. That's right. it. Right. Is it Smash <laughs> Brothers? It's got how many? Okay. okay. Yeah, good. It's better than the last <laughs> yeah. one. It's got more characters. Yeah. I will mash buttons and beat the shit out of things and lose and it will be awesome. Yeah. That's all it's, I need. It's just it's a fun party game. Whatever. People hate me for saying that every time I bring it up. I don't um, understand the cult of Smash. Yeah. I, I understand loving it because I think it's like the it greatest awesome. thing. But yeah. But man, relax. It's a game about cartoon characters punching each other in the face. Yeah. Um, actually, so there's a new cartoon character punching people in the face also. Pac-Man? Oh my god. <laughs> this is Smash Brothers character? I thought it was a joke. Somebody told me, because I didn't hear about it through like the news. Yeah, Somebody yeah. at work was like, Pac-Man's in Smash Brothers. I was like, that's, that's good. That's really yeah, funny. Yeah. And they were like, no, no. it's that's real. Though. Actually in Smash Brothers. Yeah, there's a, there's a new character coming from a game that you've wanted for a long time. <laughs> Oh my god, is it Ness? Is it Lucas? <laughs> no, it's goddamn Pac-Man. Yeah. Coming to Smash. And waka it's like waka waka. anthropomorphic 
Pac-Man, the one with the arms and legs. The funny thing is, people reacted to that in a way as, like, as though they had never seen that before. Oh, did they? It's like, have you not been paying attention right. to what Pac-Man's doing for the past 10 yeah, years? What he's Which become? is being a haunting leg monster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what is he? It does, it, somehow it's, it's easier to understand what Pac-Man is when he's just like a, when he's just a, a slice hand. of a pie yeah. that opens and closes. No, now he's a face with a, with arms and legs and a big dumb nose. It's and, really weird. Yeah, so I actually, I hadn't, I, I didn't get around to like looking at what his attacks are and stuff. I'm actually yeah, like, me I have it open right now. <laughs> I believe somebody was telling me this, and I do see it. Yes, one at least one of his attacks involves bringing back classic, simple Pac-Man. Okay, yeah, he becomes two D Pac-Man. It's all I really want. Like I, I was hoping that the character was actually just going to be two D Pac-Man, <laughs> just going like all around the level, and like he's essentially amazing. flying. Like he yep. doesn't even walk right. or anything, and like there's just dots that show up, and he's got to follow them, like. Basically, like, somebody just plays Pac-Man on top of Smash well, so Brothers, Smash. and then if they hit somebody, they hurt <laughs> That would be really cool. Hopefully that's still what, like, the Final Smash is or something. Still have Final Smashes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought those are cool, but they're items, and so they're the devil incarnate. There's, so there's, like, a Smash item, too, that I don't understand. Like, it just floats around? That's, that, like, the Smash, that's the Smash Ball. That's is the it? Final Smash, yeah. Okay, so that's there. I didn't know what it did. Yeah, so it's like you, when you hit it, you start glowing, and then you can press B to do your final smash. I think that is still there, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I like it, because it adds an extra cool right. attack. You have like, to seek out extra like another ability. Well, and it, yeah, and it changes the dynamic of the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody's fighting each other in the Smash Ball shows. Like, like, Holy shit! Yeah, and like everybody tries to get the Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm glad that's there. Whatever. I'm going to play a lot of Smash Brothers with items on, yep. on non-Final Destination. Oh, yeah. I'm going like, to throw all those fucking Pokemon. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Smash Brothers is cool. I mean, I'm like mostly excited about the Nintendo stuff because that's the, the only thing that gets me really excited. Nintendo at E3 brought anymore. it this year. Like the yeah. head was awesome. Like, the new Zelda trailer was incredible. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring that up next. Yeah, incredible. Like even just for the first five minutes or whatever, they had it on and they just had that still shot of Link or not Link or whoever it is. <laughs> it's definitely Link, right? Standing in the field on that horse, just in that vista, and they're like, "Look, you can go anywhere that you see." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I heard that from the same thing, like. In 2006, when they were talking about Oblivion, like, you see a mountain, you go there. Somehow that's still, like, a really compelling thing to hear about a game. Well, and I, I think what's compelling about it, it's funny, right, because other games do it yeah. all the time, but there's something just about knowing that Zelda's doing it. Right. But, like, I think people's connection to Oblivion, probably not as strong as most people's connections to yeah. Zelda. Like, Correct. there's something a lot more, like, core to game right. about Zelda, then like, oh, cool, there's an open-world fantasy game, Elder Scrolls, people like Elder yeah. Scrolls, right? Oh, cool, you can go really far in it, but it's like, Link can go anywhere he yeah. wants in this open world, and it's not, and I guess, like, I was a little confused at first when they were saying open world, because I was like, Zelda's kind of a little bit open world anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I think what they mean is, like, without the sort of boundaries they had to yeah. put, so, in, like, Ocarina of Time is kind of open world, but it's really just a bunch of rooms, yeah, connected. I mean, right? uh, the best example of an open world Legend of Zelda game, even more so than like Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, which have like massive spaces you can explore, is A Link Between Worlds, the 3DS game from last year. Oh, okay. Because it is, at a certain point, that game just opens up and it's like, all right, go do stuff. Yeah. And there are X amount of dungeons and you can just go to them. Yeah. In any order. You don't need like, oh, I don't have a slingshot yet. I can't go here yet because I got to shoot the slingshot at the dot above the right. door. Above the... Right. It's like, no, these are just. They're here. You can go do them in any order you want, and when you're done them, you're done. That's it. Yeah. And to me, that felt more open than anything that the 3D Zelda games had done in 10 years. Well, and it was, it was interesting when they talked about it at the conference, too, because they, uh, or whatever it is, Nintendo the Direct Digital, digital event. event. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get it right. But they, they compared it to, they compared it to Wind Waker, because Wind Waker had, like, it was very open yeah. world, but they had, they said, like, the limitations of the, I guess, of the technology. Sure meant that they couldn't do a true open-world game. Right. They had to do, like, these little pockets that had a defined in-and-out yeah. for, like, the islands in Wind yes. Waker. Yes, um, yes. But they compared it to the original Zelda, where they were like, in the original Zelda, you could yeah. do these dungeons in any order, and you could just, like, go explore, and you yeah. didn't really have to follow this preset path. And they were like, well, let's do that, but with, like, a modern open-world game. And it's, like, it's interesting how simple that concept is, is, yeah. like, bring it back to the original and then incorporate stuff from new like, games. New elements, and just new make elements from new games. And right. Adapting the technology in the best way you can. I just hope they don't incorporate any gamepad garbage. Like, I just don't need that from Zelda. Oh, gamepad. Skyward Sword was so 
revelatory in terms of like, hey, how do you fuck up a really good game? Well, you make <laughs> you force this garbage technology into it. That's the only one I haven't played. The only console Zelda I've never yeah. played. Actually, apparently, I, I don't know. Like, it's unfair to blame the technology because the combat was interesting in that respect, and it, that game had way bigger problems. Hmm. Namely, that you finish it and it goes, <laughs> you think you're done? No, I'm gonna break the thing you just brought together and throw it across the world again. Oh. Have fun, nerd. Yeah, that's really bad. Again. That's like some Inuyasha shit. <laughs> yes! It's really bad. Um, I'm probably gonna play that at some point. Because <laughs> I gotta, like, check it off the list so yeah. that I played every console Zelda. Um, this is the problem. This is why, like, Nintendo can do no wrong. I've got those Nintendo goggles on, right? Like, yeah, that's a capital P problem. Yeah. You're part of the cult of Nintendo. <sighs> they have you. I'll be like, wow, this looks dumb. And then, well, I'll still want to play it. I guess at this point I haven't bought a Nintendo game since Brawl. I realized that recently. <laughs> yep. You bought Earthbound. Oh, I, I, that's the only one. I, like, left that out of the list <laughs> yeah. when I tweeted about it, but I was like, other than Virtual Console Earthbound, yeah. I haven't bought a Nintendo game since yep. Brawl. Um, but I intend to hopefully get Smash Brothers. I yeah, probably need to buy that. That's absolutely going to be a Wii U, too. We'll play the hell out of it. out of here. And then, uh, some other Nintendo stuff in here. There's, like, the Toad game? Toad's, is it the first Cat, time Toad's Cat getting his own game? I think so, yeah. That's, I mean, I'm not that interested in it, but I was interested in the fact that they're, like, spinning it off down to Toad, who's, like, the most yeah. meaningless, useless Mario character. Well, like the, is it, like, Captain Toad's Treasure uh, Tracker? Yeah, Treasure Tracker. So that was, like, a minigame in Mario 3D World or oh, something. Oh, okay. Which, I don't know, I've had in my room for six months and haven't opened yet. <laughs> apparently the game is awesome and we should huh. absolutely play it, but, yeah, apparently that Treasure Tracker thing was a minigame that they're now just making a game. Okay. Everyone who saw it loved it. So it's like Indiana Jones it. Toad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That works for me. Solve puzzles, get treasure. All right, cool. That's all I need. And he hates snakes. Yes. Um, and I was a, I was really excited about Splatoon. Really? Oh, you didn't like it. So I didn't see it. Okay. But watching videos and listening to Marty from IGN talk about it, I was like, this sounds dumb. It's got interesting elements, right? Like, you you paint the world with the, the color of your yeah. paint. Kind of like Mario Sunshine, like you're painting the world. It's like a shooter, kind of, but you're shooting ink. Yeah, and you're inking the world in your color, and then on your ink, you can like go underneath the ground and navigate yeah. in really interesting ways. You like turn into a squid, so it's yeah. like your characters are, are squid-human hybrids. Something like that, something, yeah. yeah. But to me, that felt more like something out of Portal than something out yeah. of a shooter. Like, just a really cool element. Mm. But the part of it where it's a shooter looks like a really dumb shooter. <laughs> I like the idea that it's like it's a shooter, but it's not exactly like violent and it's not really about yeah. killing other no. people it's about like the strategy of it so you're trying i think you can actually shoot the other people and it like knocks them out and they respawn yeah or it's something. like it's to stop them from inking the world right their color. so the, the real the paint in your color yeah the real goal is to like keep your territory and i just thought like it it has a lot of very simple mechanics combined together yeah. that i i like um like the negotiation of of territory is is really interesting to me where it's like you're trying to create more space for you, your team, and like that's how you win. But yeah. also, where that space is allows you to move quickly, yep. but also slows down your opponent. So like everything has this like dual purpose where you're like, oh no, they cut in the way of me, so now I can't turn into a squid and get there. Like you're like cutting off the supply lines yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, which I think is like a thing. I guess that reminds me of like risk. That's a strategy people do in risk. Yeah, yeah. You can like I can't take this continent, but I can burn a line through it. Right, and then and you can like sort of cut off people's people's supply lines again, yeah. right? So that they can't like move their their troops yeah. around. Oh, you want to move those guys out of Australia? No. Right. So that's interesting to me that there's that level of yeah. strategy going on in there. And I then this, it works. at the same time, it's just like really frantic looking, yeah. uh, over the top party shooter type thing. It's also like Nintendo has a multiplayer thing. And that just kills any interest I have because Nintendo cannot do multiplayer. You mean online multiplayer? Yes. Because I mean, of course, couch like multiplayer they really yeah. good at. Yeah. Smash is awesome and stuff like that is great. Like Mario is great. But Jesus Christ, I just have no interest in playing an online game on a Nintendo system. Yeah. Is Splatoon only online? I doubt it. I'd, yeah, I mean, because I'd love to play that in person. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like yeah. a, you play on the gamepad, I play on the TV or split yeah. screen or whatever. I think they're doing some surprisingly. Good stuff, especially like the fact that Splatoon is an original IP. I'm That's pretty happy. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen one of those since Pikmin, I think. Like a Nintendo full Nintendo first was party. a wonderful one hundred and one. Not them. no, that was Kamiya at uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, why am I Platinum? Right, Christ, Platinum. my brain is shutting down. Yeah, I can't think here. of one that's original Nintendo since Pikmin. There probably is one that we're forgetting, but 
Whatever. Yeah. Yell at me in the comments below. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think just like there's been a lot of stuff that I've been interested in in terms of game design that Nintendo is doing, yeah. especially when you compare with like when there's a lot of the stuff that like Sony and Microsoft show off from like their third party devs and stuff. It's like it's a prettier game where you yep. shoot people, and Nintendo's like like what was it last year or two years ago where they like started really pushing for asymmetrical gameplay and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's really interesting, kind of slightly experimental game design concepts. Yeah, and I'm always done with that yeah. kind of experimentation, for sure. Uh, speaking of games where you, you shoot people, your favorite game, you told me earlier. Yep. Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six. Siege. Right? Yeah, Rainbow yeah. Six Siege. Uh, so yeah, Ubisoft. Hey, they had this game called Rainbow Six Patriots. It was a big, dumb, Call of Duty-looking first-person action game. And it looked really weak. Uh, something happened to that game, they canceled it. <laughs> and rebooted it as Rainbow Six Siege, which is, rather than this, like, big, open combat space with, like, big scripted storytelling moments, they're like, no, 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 get all that shit out of the way. What if you have five guys inside of a house and five guys trying to get into the house? So the burgers are fighting? The burgers, or five guys' burgers. Five guys' burgers. Okay. It's, it's In-N-Out versus five guys. Right, right, okay. And the hostage is McDonald's. Got it. So it's five guys on the terrorist team, five guys on Rainbow Six, and a hostage. And this is all they've shown. Like, obviously, there's going to be more modes, and it's going to play out differently in all of those. But the way they have it pitched now is like, listen, Rainbow Six has always been about the siege. It's always been about, you know, stacking up against the doors, planning a situation, and bursting through and solving a situation violently. Hmm. So this kind of concentrates that without having, you know, the, well, we're going to sneak through a casino and shoot a bunch of guys on the way and sneak downstairs into a vault and stop them from stealing. It's like, no, 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 stop all that. Here's your room. There are some guys inside who are fortifying it with, like, stuff on the walls so you can't put breaching charges on it. Or they're blocking doors so you can't see in a room. Or they're setting traps to slow you down or hurt you or whatever. All of, the, all of that is in place. So, like, the first 30 seconds of a Rainbow Six match is fortification and observation. So guys fortify. Rainbow Six goes in with uh, drones to assess where the hostage is, hmm. where the biggest or the best points of entry are. And then it is a stealth game where you quietly and brutally infiltrate a house. Like, it, they showed, like, a Boston suburban home where, okay, so you can kick through the window or blow up a wall with a, a breaching charge, and the destruction is the thing, where you can, like, shoot holes in walls or set up a bomb on a floor and blow up on the floor and just jump through. And It's a more very... It's, like, a highly detailed version of what DICE has been doing with Battlefield with less, you know, scripted elements where, like, oh, the corner fell off the exact same way it always did. And it's just an interesting way to handle the shooter. You know, like, slow, yeah. thoughtful... Methodical. Not just this big rash thing. But also, like, a little bit of it, where it's you, you. It's all about the plan, and then it's like, okay, we have one chance. You come out of this, and you explode, and that's your chance. If it doesn't work, you messed up somewhere. And that's kind of cool. I'm yeah. super into that game. Every time it ended, I was really bummed out that I had to leave. Yeah, I thought it looked interesting when I saw the video. Um, yeah, and, like, the, the stuff with the drones, and actually, like, parts of it reminded me, because I was recently playing a lot of Watch Dogs, and I liked that sort of, like doing a lot of stuff remotely yep. without a actually like involving the physical body of your yep. character yep. and like I like more stuff like that in games where your character just stays still and like scopes out a situation yep. via other means but that game also had a little bit of like a controversy it went yeah. with it <laughs> yeah I guess so um, so when, when the video came on I think a lot of people had the same sentiment like yeah, it's really weird that there's just this woman in this house getting dragged around yeah. like by the head. Like a like an object. She's yeah, just it's kinda... like we are fighting for control of this woman who is a neutral flag. Yeah. It's a little weird. But at the same time, I'm kind of sympathetic to it in terms of like, in the context of the fiction, it's like, okay, this woman probably owns this house. She's probably of some import to justify five men invading her home and fortifying it to stop Rainbow Six from stealing her back. And... Presumably, I mean, this this is the case. They've said this much. Ubisoft has said, like, it's not just women. Like, there are men hostages. There, there, yeah. It's not like we just have this one woman character model who's this hapless victim. Yeah, I'm, I think it's the sort of thing where it's right to be a little cautious of it when yeah. you see it and be like, okay, uh, I'm not so sure about this, guys. Yeah. But that sort of knee-jerk outrage isn't yeah. the right response because what it does is it forces people, it forces, like, Ubisoft into a corner because now they're like, well, should we have just male hostages? But then there's no women in the game. Yep. Should we have female hostages? But then we're making women objects. And you can't just show, like, all these different varieties just yeah. to prove that you have more than just female hostages. Yeah. And, like, the, the real question is, <laughs> is this a game 
that presents a an unfair view of women. It's not right. is this a particular demo where within this very narrow confines there happens to be a woman who is dragged around sure. as an object. Like if it's if it's equal throughout the game, then it's not really yeah. a problem. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a problem because games do have games really do need better representation right. of women in, in products, you know, in whether it's stories or multiplayer or whatever. And we're seeing some developers take steps toward that. But I just don't think this is them making a statement of any kind. It's not like they're like, oh, women are the victims. So this this show, I, let's make them the hostages. I also think it's not them accidentally saying anything. You know, like, because it's not sure. always about somebody making a statement. Right. It can just be like a sort of subconscious sure. thing that people are expressing. I don't even think it's really that. Yeah, I just don't, I didn't feel like this expressed anything other than, okay, we need a victim. Okay, who, who owns homes? People. People, right. Got it. Okay, let's put one of those in there. Right, and it's yeah, it's just we're like spending a little bit too much time, maybe yeah. repeating points. But I just think sure. it's not about the in, this initial, um, like you shouldn't just have the outrage about that first view of it. You gotta like look into yeah. it more and take a look. There's just there's a difference between starting a conversation, right? I would say like, hey guys, what if? And it's that's yeah. completely different than going. This is unbelievable, and this is offensive. Yeah, yeah. Like those are two totally different extremes. And you have to kind of meet in the middle. You have to compromise and make... I don't know. You have to start your conversation somewhere that isn't at the absolute top. Right. Otherwise, you don't get anywhere. Yeah, and you don't you don't create a conversation that's useful. You just make just the people making games afraid of, like, <laughs> outrage from either side about yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Um, so, actually, that relates to the other <laughs> controversy related to yeah. this topic. You explain this. I'm going to refill this beer. The other thing was with uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, where uh, they they were like, "Oh, this is really cool, guys! We've got we've got what is it? Four different playable assassins or something? Yeah, um, four player co-op. Right? And I was like, "Oh, great, <laughs> cool! And uh, in, in a game that are, I think I, I would argue has like some fairly good uh, female representation. Not great, sure. but like especially for what it is. There have been like, prominent women. Right? This like tr- big triple A game. Yeah, it's it's pretty good in terms of uh, female representation." And uh, they're like, yeah, you, you get to play as four dudes. Four dudes. <laughs> Just only dudes. Um, and people ask the natural question of, like, what hey, the ladies hey yeah, like, you got four characters. Why couldn't one of them be a girl? Yep. And uh, their response was that there it was too much work to add a female character model. It would have... Yeah. Taking too much time. They really wanted to do it, but it was just too much. And they wanted to do it so bad, and they knew it would take time because they <laughs> tried to do it. Right. And they're like, ugh. Making women is hard. It's really hard. The boobs are tough. You gotta, you gotta put so much work into the physics. You gotta, you gotta move the hips. I just, ugh. No. We can't do get this. All the feelings. You have to animate. <laughs> oh, gosh. So many emotions. <laughs> right. It's maybe not that extreme. Um, yeah, so this was something that when it blew up in the moment at E3, I was like, I don't get this one either. This one seems overblown. But the more I heard about what was actually happening, and then the more, like, a former Ubisoft animation director, like, the guy who was the AD on uh, AC3. Yeah. He was like, oh. And, and I think, um, he said Naughty Dog? Uh, he's in Naughty Dog now. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's like, worked on, like, The Last of Us. Yeah. Or he's working on Uncharted Something. Now. Something. Or Uncharted. Yeah. I don't know. He worked in Naughty Dog. This fool knows right. his animation. Yeah. Like, he was in charge of AC. So when that guy says, you don't need to redo 8,000 animations, this is two days' work, I tend to believe him. Yeah, like maybe maybe it's somewhere in between, but like Ubisoft's claim here was, oh, we can't redo eight thousand animations, and it's like, well, that is a lot, so maybe maybe that is unreasonable. But at the same time, Ezio kind of walked like a girl. He had like <laughs> yeah, that hip sway. Well, you know, actually, like, so so I I've studied some three D animation. I'm no, nowhere near like you know an expert on it, right? But I'm pretty sure because because I've done some stuff like this. If, if you really wanted to have female characters, and I guess it depends on your, like, tolerance for how much polish you wanted to put right. on it, right? You could just have the skeleton and you can map the existing animations to a skeleton. They're all humans, yeah. right? And so, like, you could have a, a different model and skin it differently and stuff, yeah. but you presumably would not have to reanimate everything sure. just because you have a female model. Right. Not and every- maybe she'll walk kind of like a of dude. Course. Well, but- it's like she's going to have, like, the, the primary things is, like, Walk cycle, run cycle, right. poses, idle animations, stuff like that. Like the way men and women posture is different. 
just kind of innately just based on like the yeah, way our yeah, bodies yeah. are shaped, the way, you know, just various factors about men and women. Yeah, social factors, all sorts of things. Sure. But when you're like jumping off a fucking building, you don't need to maybe redo yeah. that animation every time. You can you can spread eagle the same way every time. You can have someone swing from a post kind of the same way every time. Yeah, exactly. And if you really, really wanted women to be in this game, if you, if you really gave it the old college try, yeah. just do it. Right. Commit to it. Otherwise, you don't care. And it's well, not, like, you, you tried and then you gave up, so, ah, eh, forget it. Women aren't worth it. And right. that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that, that's kind of what the message is. Um, yeah, so the, the, the other thing is just, like, in a giant game like that, there's so much fluff that they make Seriously. that nobody wants to play anyway. Yo, right? we would have made ladies... But instead, right. we got five hundred feathers. Yeah, exactly. People care about the about women in the game. Yeah, at least as far as we can tell, people care. Maybe they're looking at numbers and they're like, "People care way more about the feathers than they do about women in yeah. games," which is probably not true. It's probably part of that <laughs> fallacy where it's like you don't make games for women, and so women don't play your games sure. as well. They still do, but yeah. they don't play them at the levels that you would need to justify making games for women. So you have like a complete like uh, closed loop. Yeah, a feedback loop. But yeah, that's that's ridiculous to me that like they couldn't find something else that they would not do. Yeah, and it's it's a question again of like <laughs> it, if you decide that you want to do it and you decide that you're going to do it, then that decision gets made beforehand and you figure out what to cut based on. Yes, it, unless you have it at the very bottom of the priority list, yep. <laughs> which is probably exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. I hope they do come around. I hope that this is the that one in a million sort of games industry controversies that actually amounts to something. Yeah. It makes Ubisoft go like, oh shit, this is important. People do care. Let's get better at this. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they had the... I, I didn't play the game that has the um, the female protagonist, um, but that was, like, pretty... Well, the, the fact that it oh, had... Oh, uh, Liberation. Liberation. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how good the game was, but it got a very good yeah. like, reaction from people just for... For the character that it, yeah, used, I mean, it, right? it touches really. I mean, that game is really interesting for the first couple of hours because it touches on it. It treats her like a woman. Like her skills are something that only a woman could do. Hmm. Granted, it's a little stereotypy. It's like oh, she it? you dress her up and she gets in different costumes, mm-hmm. and but it's a class thing. It's like this is a woman, so she has to behave in different womanly ways to engage in different social behaviors. Yeah, which let her meet and interact with people in different ways, and that was like super interesting. Yeah, uh, it also deals with her being a slave. Oh, in the beginning, wow. which is like, yeah, holy shit, you're doing this, and it's kind of like awesome. Yeah, because she's also a uh, uh, she's half black. Yeah, she's an African American woman. Which is American? Where are they? So where does it say? Yeah, it's in the, yeah, it's in the, it's in the bayou. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in like Louisiana or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like an American slave, and it's really uncomfortable for a long time in that game. Uh, but yeah, the game gets, it goes absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think Assassin's Creed has generally been pretty good at like the, the women stuff, pretty good. But also just like the cultural representation has been pretty yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, like the first game was about it. Granted, yeah, he it talked like a white was, dude, but he was yeah. an Arabic guy. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. that game was straight up. It didn't ever explore it in a way that I found satisfying. Right, but it was about Muslims versus Christians. Yeah, yeah. What? Right, and it has like, a, Native, awesome. a Native American character, yep. like a character who was a slave. Yep. So I think it is like a, it's a a game series that I think has has room to have better representation sure. and to to push those boundaries. I really want an Asian character, but it's probably they're not doing it for the same reason that Hollywood doesn't cast Asians, where they're like, oh, white people won't play it if an Asian is the main right. character. Well, and that's in the games industry. It's largely why you don't see female protagonists, right? Because uh, people like dudes won't people play. People want it. like bald space marine dudes. Yeah, which I don't, but no. somebody does, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it may not even be that anybody does, right? It may, it's probably largely like just a fallacy of, of their assumption yeah. that people won't do it. I don't think there was a ton else that I was super interested in, but I mean, did you uh, did you play any things that like jumped out at you? What did I play? Uh, I mean, it was, it was an okay show. I mean, I like No Man's Sky. Oh, it's, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the problem is there's not much of a game there right mm-hmm. now. It's like, hey, here's this really interesting tech where worlds form... Like that. It's like a space Minecraft sort of thing. Right? Kind of, but it's, it's, a, it's less about construction on the players. Oh, side, yeah, yeah, yeah. And more about this, like, algorithmic authorial system mm-hmm. thing that, like, Yeah, it's procedurally generated Yeah, it planets. generates worlds, and it's like, okay, here's the shape of the world, and it's unique, and here's mm. the creatures on it, and the foliage, and, like, the, the bat life, and... 
all that stuff to discover. So awesome. <laughs> like, I don't even need a game. Really I just great. want that, that like planet generators. Yeah, really. like, I just want to dick around in this right. world. And he's like, I was talking to the developer, and it's like, that's the most boring way you could possibly play this, is to play this Pokemon Snap, where you scan wildlife, you scan planets, mm. and upload it and get new money, money for new ships. Like, that sounds awesome. You're not talking about what this game is yet. Like, you talk about there is ground combat, but right. I don't know what that looks like or why I'm doing it. So I'm pretty stoked about the thing that you have shown. Which is the thing that you say is boring. <laughs> Can I just play that? That sounds great. Actually sounds a lot like uh, what Mojang has done with Minecraft. Yeah. Where they're like, here's an awesome game. And then everybody's like, that's great. And they're like, here's a bunch of things that you don't want in it that we're going to put in anyway. Yeah. And it's like, wait, no, 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 no. What you had right there yeah. is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I'm super stoked for is like the shooter bro stuff. Like The Division, which is a mm. shooter with RPG elements and it's multiplayer and it's gorgeous. So, yeah, hey, there's cool. a bunch of things I like. I wasn't like, I mean, it, it, it didn't really jump out at me, no. but it's in New York. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it felt and weird. Specifically, like, I think large, at least the first trailer they showed took place right down the street from where I like worked oh, two nice. summers ago in Brooklyn. So I was like, cool, it's oh, Dumbo. That was, that was in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was in Dumbo. Right across the water from Manhattan. Every, yeah. Okay, because everything they showed in this, this year was Manhattan. Hmm. Uh, and it was, it was interesting for me, like having gone to New York like a month ago. I came back and they're walking up the street. I'm like, oh man, yeah, it's like yeah. 30 Rockefellers right over there. I know where we are. That's yeah, the post office. That's really cool when a game can actually do that right. Yeah. I think Watch Dogs did not do that very well. I, I don't agree. feel like I'm in a real city. Yeah. But like, it's it, cool when a, you can be in a game and be like, wow, it's just like a real place. Sense of I'm here. space yeah. here. This is cool. Uh, um, yeah, Battlefield Hardline. Another oh, one. It's yeah. like, and it's one of those games where it's like, yep, <laughs> Battlefield, cops and robbers, I'm, I'm, gadgets, cops, cool. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm sorry. So it looks kind of cool, but. I don't understand what the cops and robbers thing does for it. It just looks like military versus military, but one of them has cops on his shirt and the other one has robbers on his shirt. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's They take a lot of stuff away, like there are no tanks. Okay. So in there, <laughs> Our new feature is yeah. no tanks. New feature, <laughs> no tanks. Uh, there are fewer explosives. Uh, vehicles are a lot more oriented around team transport rather than team offense. Okay. So there's a chopper that is like, okay, everyone get in, and I'm going to drop you off, and right. then I'm going to take it back and land it and get in a car and drive there and meet you. It, it still looked ridiculously militarized, like a really scary it's, police state. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like the cops are bombing around, and they have, like, every, like he's just hanging out the side of a cop car with a 50 cal <laughs> yeah, exactly. and shots. You're like, holy shit! Right. Don't fuck with that cop! Yeah, well, what do I get if I have marijuana possession? <laughs> just murdered. Murder. But murder I'll murder you quickly. Yeah. I won't torture you. <laughs> You get, I put a, a C4 on my truck and drive it into you. <laughs> truck. Justice. Yeah, but I guess you, you're really big into Battlefield. Yeah, I'm not really like Battlefield. Yeah. This is about heists, which is like my ultimate fantasy. Yeah, heights are really, heights, heights, <laughs> heights, heights, heights. This is a, a really cool. It's just really spooky. You stand on something and go, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other notable games at the show. I, mean, I was I was gonna mention with No Man's Sky, just to, like bring it back to that. There was yeah. there was a game that I was pretty interested in for a while that I think kind of sputtered out, and I think they tried to do a Kickstarter for it called Infinity. Somebody was building, Don't know. Uh, and it was a planet generation thing. It doesn't have the same sort of whimsical look as No yeah. Man's Sky. Uh, God, no Man's Sky looks so good. Yeah, <laughs> it has this kind of like cartoonish, yeah. almost not pastel colors, but like, these bright colors and stuff, <laughs> right? Um, Infinity was all about like realistic terrain okay. generation and stuff, and I was actually I meant to ask from what you saw of No Man's Sky. Did you did you play it or watch the thirty minute it? demo? Okay, so in the thirty minute demo, like, what's the sense of scale like? Huge. Okay, so the thirty minute demo I saw was so you you saw the Sony press conference. It, if you saw yeah, that. I saw the the video there. So what they have there is like he walks out of that cave and walks past these dinosaurs and into a ship and takes off yeah. and goes to another planet and. He did that, but did it in a slightly different way, where it's like, okay, we poked around, but like we looked around this corner, and there was like more stuff. And he got in the ship, and instead of flying straight off the planet, he like just shot straight across it, and then took off in mm-hmm. space and went to another planet, and just like flew around it. And the fact that he was just like, I'm in a ship flying across a planet very, very quickly, watching like cliffs go by, and mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a there's a lake, and maybe that's an ocean that goes out that way. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn right and bank over here. Yeah, it's just like. This is a place. I don't know what's here for me to do, but goddamn, it is big. And if yeah. there were ten other people on this planet, I might never see them. I remember one of the coolest things about Infinity when I was playing, or when I was, uh, I think I had never, I don't think I got a chance to play it, but I was watching videos of it. And the the really interesting thing was that the 
the sense of scale was like completely, um, I want to say completely off, but it's like, it was right. It's just that it has the accurate sense that I think this is the way you do feel in space as I understand it, that like nothing looks like it's the right distance away from you. So like you would see an asteroid and you'd be like, Oh, I'll go like check out that little asteroid and you get to it and it's huge. And you're like, it's got like tunnels in it and stuff. And you're like, I completely misjudged the size (laughs) of this thing. Yeah. Um, and there was like a, a scene in the video I watched for this thing where it was like, uh, you see a planet that looks like it's part of a skybox, right? And, and I always show it to people without telling yeah. them what it is because it, it just like flies toward a space station. You're like, oh, cool, they're going to go to the space station. And they fly past the space station and go to the planet. And you're like, oh, crap, that's a real yeah. planet. That's an actual model of yeah. a planet. Yeah, this was something that they talked about. Like if you're on a planet and you look up in the sky and you can see like a big blue planet and like a little red one behind it, you're like, those are okay, real. Scientifically, that doesn't make any sense. Like these planets oh. would crash into each other. Like mm. orbits would just totally fuck it up. But it looks cool, and also you can just fucking go there. Right, those are real. They're not a skybox. Yeah, they're real planets. They exist yeah. in that world. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping it has that same sense of, of just crazy space scale yeah. where everything's super far away from each other. It's also got infinity. like a really cool destruction element to it. Mm. When you shoot an asteroid in space, like just to go back to that example, when you shoot a sh- like an asteroid with your laser, you start carving chunks out of it. Oh, yeah. So you can awesome. go like straight at one if, if you realize, holy shit, this is too big. I'm going to shoot a hole in it and drive through it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Anyway, I'm really excited about that. Space games, and particularly space games that, like, actually try to try to use the mechanics of space in yeah. some form and not just have it be like, it's in space, but mechanically yeah. it operates as if it were. It's just a shooter, but it's right. like you got a space background. Yeah, like, that doesn't really matter no. so much to me. I, yeah. I, uh, when I was in school, actually, for, like, a my senior game design project, we made it, okay, a game where you were playing in space with no up and down. It was just complete yes. like 3D motion. And it was Excellent. just making that and play, like play testing that was the coolest thing where you're just like completely adrift in space, you know? So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah, that's... Do you have anything else? That you Not really. Them? No? Uh, I did want to mention yes. the greatest thing. Oh, Christ. The, just better than any video game was the Dragon Ball Z fight between Reggie and Iwata at the Nintendo digital event. This was the most confusing thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> it's life. It's how they started the entire <laughs> event. It's like, it's Reggie and Iwata <laughs> fist fighting, but with superpowers. Uh-huh. And the whole time, like, when we're watching the Sony conference and we see a trailer, the entire time we're just like, okay, what is this? Okay, uh, oh, it's Little Big Planet 3. Right. Okay, uh, I'm going to yell character names at you. Uh, coming 2014... Oh, it's also coming to the, like, information, information, yeah, yeah, yeah. information. Here, the entire room just goes silent. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck are we watching? What is the, should, is there news here? What are we, yeah. what are we, oh, it's me fighters for Smash Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But it's just, <laughs> the video of them fighting is so good. I, I love that they're like, they do that. Yeah. Nintendo will put their, like, two of their biggest faces there who are like they're business people they're also like they're facing corporate people. executives they're corporate executives and yeah. they're like we're gonna have some fun with this we're just gonna be a little yeah, silly here gonna like m bison dive at the other right. face first and reggie's gonna get uppercutted and yeah. fly away unbelievable I, I want that fighting game just oh just then and that's actually the thing is that that's what the me fighters kind of is yeah so um back to smash brothers bookending this i think yep uh I'm actually surprisingly excited for the Mii Fighters. So the Mii Fighters is you get to make your Mii's really awesome. into Smash Brothers characters. But they're not cheap garbage fighters. You get to customize them. Right. Yeah, you didn't get to play them, right? But no. you just were but you pick, about them. Yeah. Like one of three classes, right? You get Sword Fighter, the Brawler, and the Gunner? I think yeah, it was the Gunner three. or something. Like, guy with gun, guy with sword, right. guy with fists. They all, they all do have fists. But yes. The other Some of their fists them. hold guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're all... I think they're archetype... Like, they're archetypal mashups of other Smash characters. Right. So this... The Gunner takes from Mega Man and Samus and other characters with guns. And you basically just select skills from those characters to create a custom version of it. That The particularly awesome thing to me is that you get to pick the skills. Yeah. Because and you smash them. Just getting to pick how they look is one thing. Yeah. But... Getting to pick the skills means, and this is probably what they were thinking, that Smash Brothers just became Mugen. And yeah, you can make your own characters from whatever, which means I can make all my favorite anime characters. I can just have JoJo fights. Yep. I can have every JoJo's character in it. I'm going to have Billy D. Williams versus Jesus. Right, like, all of these things are now possible in Super Smash Brothers. So, when people are like, Melee's better, I'm going to be like, 
Yeah. But can you play the George Washington <laughs> and fight Tesla on a dinosaur? Yep. How do we get back to this? I just Where are, are come back. How many beers did I drink? But I'm going to make Kill la Kill characters, and they're going to fight JoJo's characters, and they're going to fight Street Fighter characters, and everybody's going to be yes. matched up in the same video game. And yes. I'm going to be really happy. As long as you can... There's not any sort of limit on how many me characters you can have in there. Oh, that'd be silly. Yeah. I better be able to just do all of them. I'm pretty sure they'll have a, a limit. Like, uh, I can have in the same way that, like, fights. In the same way that everyone has, like, four or five skins when you hit X or whatever. Yeah. It's like, one, two, three, four. Like, purple, blue, green. They'll be like, Admiral Akbar and right. Jesus <laughs> and Spike Spiegel. Yeah, Spike Spiegel would be good, yeah. Yeah, Got I'm it. sure they'll have a yeah. finite number of them. Wow. Yeah, I'll just have president fights. I'll make every single that. U.S. president. And You'll have just fight have them fight. fighting fathers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Just the, make the your own video games fighters. out of different combinations of characters. Man, Smash Brothers, best video game ever, I think. God, Smash is fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a relatively short podcast. That was E3. Yeah, that was E3. Yeah, Excellent. I think we're under an hour currently. We, we, cleaned, up, we cleaned up E3. Yeah. Uh, so, I think we're going to... Head out unless you have any. Uh, I have I have no things. parting thoughts. Okay, so E three was exhausting. I, my brain does not function. But usually it doesn't function either. I can That's true. attest to this. That's true. Uh, so, what do you do? Uh, I work for a website called IGN.com. You can go there and read a billion articles I wrote for various video games at E three, including No Man's Sky, Battlefield Hardline, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, uh, didn't you talk about that? Yeah, that exists, it's, and it's awesome that it that exists. Does it, though? Does it exist? Oh, it's like, going to exist. We, we didn't talk about Mirror's Edge, either. Two games that we just... Because both those trailers were bullshit. Because both of them were just, these things exist. Yeah, here's some people <laughs> who are making these games that right. you won't see for another year. That's it. I think both those games are next year. Okay. Both of them cool. will come out in 2015. Both of those games are things that exist that we're excited about. God, I can't wait for both of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what else do you do uh, on the internet? You can, so I do a, a podcast about MOBAs for IGN.com. You can subscribe to that on YouTube.com slash IGN Arena. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at D. I tweet a bunch of garbage, usually links to the stuff I'm writing. If you want more of that, uh, it's a lot like the words I'm rambling right now, but more coherent. <laughs> Slightly. You think Slightly. about them a little bit more before Sometimes, you post them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything else I do on the internet is irrelevant. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Where can, I, where can I find you? Me. So, I, well, I'm at Gamers, so I'll just give the whole Gamers spiel. Uh, Gamers has a Twitter account, at Gamers, A-N-I Gamers, one word. That's where we mostly post links to our blog posts and podcasts and occasionally thoughts from me about, mostly about the blog. <laughs> uh, if you want stuff that's actually me talking about things other than the blog itself, that's at Vamptvo, V-A-M-P-T-V-O. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can get more stuff from the blog on Facebook, facebook.com slash blog one word. Uh, if you want more, uh, if you want to like check, check out previous episodes of the podcast, maybe check out the ones that Mitch was on a while ago. They're probably incoherent, too. Uh, they were all right. Uh, all right. Some of them were a little, were a little incoherent. That's I think fun. the Google 13 one is kind of funny, but completely incoherent, and we just narrate just- the entire movie. That's not this happened. We're like a bunch of dumb kids. So, yeah, there's a bunch, I those are like 2009, 2010, I think, if you're interested Christ. in the, the Mitch episodes. Uh, it was quite a while back, yeah, four or five years ago. years ago. Um, yeah, so we've got all our episodes on there, <laughs> comments, show notes. If you want to leave a comment on this episode, you can go there, podcast.anygamers.com. Indeed. If you want to send an email about how we got some information about E3 wrong, or if you want to yeah. talk about something, if you want Mitch to come back on, you want me to force him to I live here. come on it's another very episode, easy. it's not that hard. Yeah, I'll just bring the microphone and just <laughs> actually hold it up while I have a normal conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us for that at podcast at anygamers.com. Speaking of anygamers.com, that's our website. If you read words, yep. you can read about anime, manga, and video games on there. It's a blog. And if you like this podcast, please review us on iTunes, or you can also, I guess, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, so we got a page on there for reviews and all that stuff. Five stars only. That's right. Still, we are still mandating five stars only. I keep ima- four star bullshit. I keep imagining there's someone who wants to rate us four stars, but he's like, ah, I guess I'll hold out because he said five only. I'll wait till but he wants to be honest. <laughs> I'll wait until I get a five star episode. Right, exactly. Which is obviously this one. Yeah, th- this is five. One, this is actually uh, six stars, but they don't give you that many. Yeah, uh, sadly. 
So, other stuff outside of Annie Gamers, I do write for Otaku USA magazine, as does Inc., uh, who is one of the writers at Annie Gamers. Uh-huh. The latest issue has a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cover. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last episode, actually. Uh, so I wrote about Red Data Girl and Yuyushiki, and Ink wrote about Problem Children Are Coming From Another World, Aren't They? That's the real name of a show, by the Shit, way. Shit, are show. they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think they are. Oh, man. Uh, so he wrote about that, but the, the, <laughs> the byline on the article says, by Evan Minto. I did not nice. watch that show. I did not nice. review that show. That is entirely Ink. Not You're getting me. all that credit. Yeah, and we're just, I guess it's just Annie Gamers. Annie Gamers wrote yep. it. It's that Evan guy. Yep. Mitch Dyer wrote it. People do that all Extreme the time. Extreme conflict of interest, I'm sure. <laughs> People do that to me all the time, where they're like, my friends are like, I read that article you wrote about this thing on Annie Gamers. I'm like, I don't write for Annie Gamers. I just own it. <laughs> I just publish updates about it being 10 years old. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, unless I forgot something, that's probably it. Yeah, uh, you're right, I did forget Rebel FM. Rebel FM, eat-sleep-game.com. Yeah. Uh, me and some idiot friends of mine babble about video games. Most of them are more intelligent than me. I think I listened to, like, one episode. It was good. It was the Dr. Nerd Love episode. That episode's really good. We just did an episode good. that was entirely... It was no video games. Yeah, I should have listened to the video game ones, but... Yeah, we, we did an episode with this dude named Dr. Nerd Love, Harris O'Malley, who does dating advice for nerds. Yeah, I've read like his stuff. Which sounds like a dumb thing. Like, oh, I'm right. gonna do dating advice for nerds. But it's like, no, this guy is just a huge yeah. geek. And it's like, listen, I know what it's like to feel shitty about dating. So he does really awesome advice, and we had him on the podcast to do an all-relationship episode, uh, letter special episode. It was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all our stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Five stars only. Five stars only. <laughs>